Are you scared to talk about money? Are you scared to talk about your career growth? Or are you craving to talk about money and career growth? Are you craving community? Well, I would love to invite you to join the next Amplify Her Networking Group meeting. The Amplify Her Networking Group is a group I created because I was craving community and I could see that all of the conversations that I've been having on this podcast were leading to something a little more connected, a little deeper. So I want to invite you to join the Amplify Her Networking Group. Our next meeting is on July 12th at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and everyone's first meeting is free. Feel free to go and register for that meeting if you would like to join at AmplifyHerMedia.com backslash networking. I can't wait to see you there. It is truly such a magical group of human beings and we are all there supporting each other and cheering each other on. Again, head to AmplifyHerMedia.com backslash networking to sign up for the next Amplify Her Networking group on July 12th at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Amplify Her podcast. I am your host, Christina Singh, and the Amplify Her podcast is all about amplifying and uplifting women's voices and stories. Welcome to a Friday solo episode. If you're new to this show or listening to this show, um, every single Friday I do a solo episode of the podcast. They're short and sweet. Um, uh, I sometimes describe, describe, here we go, off to the races. I sometimes describe them as the ramblings of a mad woman. And listen, we're already getting off to a great start here. Um, it is Friday. Nope. When you're listening to this, it's Friday. I'm recording this on Thursday and I'm squeezing this in, in the most loving way, you know, I absolutely adore doing these episodes, but um, I'm trying to make time to do this right now because my poor little son had a fever yesterday and came home um, in the middle of the day. And so they, when, when you have a toddler or a child at school that goes to daycare, um, or I'm assuming potentially this is also when we put him in pre-K or elementary school, I have no idea. I'm not there yet. Um in my current situation, when um, a child has a fever, they are not allowed to return to school until they are fever free for 24 hours. So that usually means that the next day is going to be a stay at home day for the child and is going to be a scramble and figure out what the hell we're going to do for the parents, at least if you have two parents who are working. I am incredibly fortunate that both my husband and I have flexible roles where my husband owns his own business, Brooklyn Butcher Blocks, if you want to go check it out. Um, he owns his own business and is an entrepreneur. Um, he is for sure a workaholic, but he can, you know, we can switch off during the day. I work for a small nonprofit where I work from home um, and my schedule is fairly flexible and I have worked a lot of overtime with event season so I can take some time 
during the day. Um, this, you know, it's so interesting because this has happened so frequently. If you have a small child, you know, children get sick all the time. Um, and I have a COVID baby. So he was born in 2020 and spent his first nine months of his life at home with mom and dad. And um, my husband and I sat down and I've talked about this on this show before we sat down and like really figured out, okay, how can we divide our schedules? How can we, you know, uh, come up with a childcare plan since we are the two primary caregivers of this child and we, he's not in childcare yet. Um, how can we divide this? So we're both feeling supported and, it's kind of just naturally bled into these sick days where most of the time my husband will take the first half of the day and then I'll take the second half of the day. Um, and so I am squeezing in this show in the first half of the day. And, um, you know, when these things happen, it just is such um, obviously you know, my son is fine and I love being able to spend time with him and being able to like be with him during the day. I think the only stressful part is, you know, we work, we have a lot of things that we need to accomplish and, and get done. And it always, you know, makes me reflect on the households that do not have that privilege, that do not have flexible work schedules or have shifts at work that they're taking. Um, you know, I was raised by a single mother who did not have such flexibility, but fortunately, um, we had my grandma, you know, we had my aunts and uncles in the area where my mom would literally just take us to my grandma's house and my aunt was most likely there or one of my uncles and she would just drop us off and we would spend sick days there. And, um, you know, my mom did not have the luxury of um, having a flexible work schedule or working from home or taking time off work consistently. I mean, I remember being in my mom's work and sleeping um, at a bank that she worked at and sleeping on the floor and like little sleeping bags and cots. Same with my dad. My dad ran um, convenience stores for a really, really long time. Like he literally just retired last year. And, um, you know, he worked his way up and and became like the president of a franchisee association for these stores and, um, you know, had an incredible career. But both of them, like I remember sleeping in the back of convenience stores, like and in banks, <laughs> like where my parents were working because they didn't have an option, you know, like they couldn't adjust their work schedules. And so. I feel very fortunate that my husband and I can do that. We don't have any family like directly nearby. So, um, you know, if we did, my mom, my mom lives close, but she would come over and take care of my son. But because um, she's wonderful like that and she's just such an amazing grandmother. But I think that, you know, a lot of people have a certain privilege of being able to take care of their children at home when they're sick and then they don't and it always makes me think of the parents that do not um and it always makes me reflect on so many things that you just do not think of until you are a parent and until you're parenting yourself and i think that you know not having family directly nearby is one of you know 
the biggest challenges we have. And, you know, it really is up to my husband and I to divide our schedules, to divide our time, to make up that time, you know, when, when we can't work longer days and, um, you know, that is a struggle for us. Like we don't have people around to babysit so we can go on a date or anything like that. We have to hire someone. So just all these little things that I know other people have to, have to face, but I'm thinking about this, you know, in particular from a perspective of someone who does not have that flexibility. And I think about it a lot when it comes to sick days, when it comes to snow days. So like if a kid's school has a snow day, but your work like has not declared a snow day. Um, And I think about this a lot now, now that my son is potentially going into pre-K, you know, the schedules for school, like winter break, summer break, spring break, all of these breaks, <laughs> I loved them as a kid. And I thought they were wonderful as a kid. And I'm sure teachers love them too. Um, but for parents, like, that's really challenging. And I, I don't want to, I hope I'm not like offending anyone. I'm just thinking through these thoughts of like, wow, I never realized during that time that, you know, now that I am parenting, you have to figure out childcare for your kid and you have to potentially spend more money on childcare for your kid. Luckily, my child is in a daycare program and so they're not closed. They don't follow the Department of Education school calendar, but we're, you know, looking at pre-K and they do. And so during that time, you know, school starts in September and ends in June and you got to figure out child care for the summer and look at camps. And, you know, during winter break, you have to figure out child care. And my mom always did that through the, the YMCA. And I was a Y kid. And so I always went to Y camp and I always, and it was like the best. I remember being so excited about that and like, I, I loved it. But I also now have to think about after school care because schools end at 2.30 or 3. And it's, it is so um, interesting, the, the push and pull between like, essentially our capitalist <laughs> society of, you know, demanding a nine to five work schedule versus, you know, the the priority for children to have freedom and time to be with their families and to have like a reasonable day for education i think it, there's zero problem in school ending when it does but it is a problem when you're a parent and you're expected to work you know the the full day and so it's obviously this is a point of privilege to you know with people for people who don't have children they're they're working those full days and and probably not even thinking about it but like it is something that you know it's more funds and money and something you just don't realize until you have a kid and I never even thought about it and I I have a lot of those moments um in parenting and um you know like we're starting to encourage our son to use the potty you know like I I am weirdly kind of against potty training um I guess not weirdly but like I am not really formally potty training my son. I have nothing. I'm, I should say, I'm not against potty training. I don't think it's a right fit for 
my family and and my son. And um, in fact, when I did try it for like half a day, I was like, oh, this is not for us. (laughs) Like this, this, we're going to let him like discover this on his own and sing songs and, and, you know, have more encouragement. But like what nobody tells you about potty training or like introducing a potty and like having that around is like, yeah, you're peeing and pooping in like a little thing and you got to clean it up. Or like a lot of potty training programs will have you just put underwear on um, a little kid and have them go throughout the day and tell you when they need to go to the potty or like you remind them and you're just like kind of dealing with like a little kid peeing in their pants or pooping in their pants all day long or like pooping on the floor or peeing on the floor. And I, um, I didn't realize that until I had a kid and I was like, oh, this is a wild experience. (laughs) This is a wild journey into this world of, you know, something I didn't even think about that, you know, my I actually wasn't potty trained by my parents because I was in childcare all day that my um, daycare at the time, that teacher potty trained me. And so it's, I don't know, it is such a mindfuck of reflection when you're a parent. And for those of you who are thinking about having a kid or maybe not, and are just like curious about that world, I think the biggest recognition, um, it's, it's almost so odd to go through, (laughs) you know, this life with your child and reflect upon your own. So it's, it's, it's not almost so wild. It, It absolutely is so wild. It's, truly like all I can think of is how I was at my son's age um and how my parents responded to that um you know how I was when I was one or how I was when I was two and a half like I don't I really don't remember being you know one but I remember being two very distinctly. And I think that's because that's when my brother was born. I think like that was like a very huge event in my life, obviously. And so I have a lot of memories from then. Um, and I have a lot of memories of being, of me being really defiant of me being, um, spicy as we have said on this show with Mary Van Geffen. Um, and my son is very, very similar to me. And, in reflecting upon these moments of having a child like that is very similar to me in personality and temperament, I obviously am reflecting on how my parents responded to me and those needs. And, um, you know, when it comes to childcare, when it comes to looking at your, your upbringing, it really is such a mindfuck when you have kids to think through like, Oh, Like, this is how my parents decided to respond. And whether it's a, it was a healthy response or an unhealthy response, there's, excuse me, from what I found, a deep moment of reflection for me in all of this. Um, So those are my reflections on a sick day with my toddler. (laughs) Um, I can hear them coming back through the door. So I'm going to end the show here and go take care of my baby. 
Um, I hope wherever you are, you're having a beautiful day. And I will see you next week with a wonderful interview. And um, yeah, never forget that your voice matters and your story matters. And I will see you next week with a new episode of the Amplify Her podcast. Bye, everyone. I am so grateful that you've listened to this episode of the Amplify Her podcast. If you're listening to this and you don't follow the show, one thing that would help the show tremendously is if you open that Apple app, if you're listening to it on Apple, click on the title of the show and on the top right hand corner, click that plus sign so you don't miss an episode. Not only does it help me to grow this show, but it helps you to be in the loop when episodes drop every Wednesday and every Friday. If you're listening to this show on Spotify, click on the show title of this episode to take you to the full listing of them and click follow. That way you won't miss a new episode as it comes out. For more information about the Amplify Her podcast, Amplify Her media, and the Amplify Her networking group, head to www.amplifyhermedia.com.